The New Testament readings taken from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verses 25 to 27 and 30 to 35. He said to them, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning with us within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, It is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. This is the word of the Lord. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to thee, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Well, I feel a bit like the cat with the cream coming again to St. John's. The first time the reading was my second favorite from Ezekiel, and today, one of my favourite readings from the New Testament. And the sun shining today, it poured with rain last time. Since retiring last year, I have missed taking services and preaching, and especially parish life. But one saving grace was Chichester Library. I'm afraid to say I love novels, especially whodunits. My last visit, a couple of weeks ago, found me looking on the shelves where they display novels to tempt people. One caught my eye. It had a picture of a Roman lady called simply Lydia. For me, and perhaps for many of you, the name Lydia immediately reminds me of Lydia, the friend of Paul, who heard him speak in Philippi, recorded in Acts 14. She was baptised and invited Paul and his friends to come and stay with her. I picked up the book and looked to see who wrote it and saw it was Paula Gooder. That was a bit strange, I thought. I'm sure she is a theologian, not a novel writer. But it was the same person, and she's now written two novels. The last one, apparently, was Phoebe. The Lydia is the one in the Bible, and our reading today even gets a mention. One of Lydia's friends in the novel was a man called Jonathan, who came from a small village called Emmaus near Jerusalem. His next-door neighbour, Cleophas, was quite elderly even when Jonathan had lived there, and he would sit in the sun and tell everyone who passed about the day he'd walked with Jesus from Jerusalem. All the way from Jerusalem to Emmaus they walked, he would say, 
without even knowing it was him. Maybe Luke was one of those who passed by one day. I enjoyed the book and hope people who know nothing of the New Testament may want to know more about the Christian faith through the medium of a novel. Luke has lots of very special stories which are only found in his gospel. And the story is usually called The Road to Emmaus is one of them. It is Easter Day when the stranger asked Cleopas and his companion what they were discussing. Cleopas gives a very good summary of the events which have just taken place. And in spite of what has happened, the couple do not feel inclined to believe that Jesus is alive. They say to the stranger, we had hoped he was the one. Jesus does not say to them, how foolish you are and how slow to believe that I have risen. Nor does he say, how foolish you are and how slow to believe what I have spoken. He says, how foolish you are and how slow to believe that all that the prophets have spoken. And this stranger gives them a rundown on the whole of the, New Te- the Old Testament, explaining from Moses and the prophets onwards how scripture points to the Messiah who must suffer and die. He takes them back to the scriptures in a way that shows how they make sense of the situation they find themselves. And he does it in such a way as they say afterwards, their hearts burned within them while he talked. What Jesus said is a reminder that he cannot be understood apart from the events of the Old Testament. The book we are following for this series of sermons is called Whole Life, Whole Bible, and it's doing this in 50 readings from both the Old and New Testaments. And today's really underlines the importance of Scripture, God's Word. Today's talk has it in a nutshell. Jesus Christ, the key to the Scriptures. Just as Mary Magdalene did not recognise Jesus, neither do this couple. Jesus accepts their invitation to stay with them and have something to eat. Like Mary, when her name was used, it is when Jesus took the bread, blessed and broke it and gave it to them, that they realised who it was was with them. Maybe they had been present at the Last Supper and their memories jolted by seeing Jesus in the actions he took over the bread. What happened, even though Jesus disappeared, galvanized them into belief. Any tiredness after walking seven miles was forgotten. They couldn't wait to go and tell the other disciples the good news. My other saving grace since retiring has become being a guide at the cathedral. And as part of this, 
I can talk about Mary Magdalene in the Garden of Gethsemane on that first Easter Sunday. And hers is the first of a series of amazing experiences of the risen Christ. In this case, it's when Jesus calls Mary by her name that she recognizes him. In the Emmaus story, it is when Jesus took the bread, blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. The road to Emmaus has two parts, the walk and the food. Cleopas and his companion were walking back to Emmaus and even the walking is important. It's something good to do on your own or with a dog or there's something special about going for a walk with friends or people you do not know very well, if at all. And the actual process of walking at someone's side, talking, somehow opens up a very special way of getting to know them. You also are not looking at them, which somehow makes it easier to speak of difficult things. When I was a child, Easter Monday was a church walk. Out we would go to the countryside outside of Portsmouth. These walks were some of my first introductions to the pleasures of walking. Later, when I was at church in London, every Springbank holiday, we would do a pilgrimage of about 50 miles, aiming to get to a cathedral on the Monday. Two nights were spent on various church hall floors. It was a way to get to know a lot of people better, not only by walking together, but also in the shared worship, the meals and communion along the way. And the first name for the followers of Jesus was those who followed the way. Walking was very much part of everyday life in pre-car times. In the Roman Empire, you walked, or if you were fortunate enough, had a donkey. Only the rich had horses. It would be quite natural for a stranger to join someone else also walking. It was safer, for one thing. Travel alone was not a good idea then. Remember the story of the Good Samaritan. I've got my sermon in a bit of a muddle here. Typical. The good news was passed on through people like Cleopas, St. Paul, Lydia, Luke and the Gospel writers, saints and scholars down to our age. Last week, I went to a quiet day at the cathedral about Catherine of Siena. She lived in the 14th century. I have to confess, I knew hardly anything about her. She obtained, apparently, one of the only two women who have been named as doctors in the Catholic Church. She could read, but had only learned to write shortly before her death. Her pulpit was her letters, which she dictated. While not quoting from the Bible chapter and verse, and I don't think they had verses then, her writings were full of her knowledge of scripture. We come to our own age, and it is our turn 
for our hearts to burn within us and want to pass on the good news of Jesus today. And when I was sitting down there, I noticed this. Together, we make Christ known. I'm going to end with the gist of some words from Bishop Martins Warner. You do not have to journey to the countryside or a cathedral. It happens whenever you leave your home to go to a gathering of Christians who meet to celebrate Holy Communion. And I would add the scriptures. There you believe that Jesus addresses you by name as he did Mary Magdalene. There, he lovingly engages with your doubts, as he did with Thomas's. There, he reveals himself in the breaking of bread, as he did at Emmaus. This is your pilgrimage. It is an audacious and breathtaking, as it is simple and familiar. This is the faith of the church. This is our faith. Amen.